All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tight, tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Welcome to another episode of Four Things. I'm your host, Amy Brown, and I've got... You know, four interesting, different things coming up for you today, but I am fresh back from a trip that I took with the family out to California. We went to visit my friend Mary and Bobby Bones, the host of my morning show, is actually out there doing American Idol. So I got to work from LA with him at the same time. So it was sort of, you know, work and some play, which was awesome. But one thing that went down over the weekend, which doesn't happen um, too often with me, is I ate a hamburger. I'm predominantly vegetarian, some days vegan, some days not, whatever. I just listen to my body, but I don't eat meat often at all. But sometimes I'm just craving a burger. I really wasn't craving it in this circumstance, but my daughter, Stashira, really wanted in and out burger. Last time she was in California, Mary took her there and she loved it. So, I mean, she wanted to go there. And it's sort of like not missing out on those family moments. Like I think old me would have been too concerned about that. And then like, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to go to In-N-Out Burger. Like we're just not going to do that. But new me, which I don't know how long I've been this new me, but I've been way more chill about food, especially with my kids. And, you know, sometimes an experience like that is a memory. Like my daughter, she ordered two hamburgers. We sat outside. It was a gorgeous day. She ate them both. She finished the rest of Stevenson's hamburger. So yeah, homegirl really likes those burgers. In-N-Out, if you are, you know, worried about, a young girl named Stashira liking your burgers or not out here in Nashville where y'all don't even have a location yet. Um, you have a customer in us because if you were to open a store in Nashville, she would be there like every single day. So anyway, I decided to be a cool mom and my husband, Mary, the kids, we all loaded up. We drove to In-N-Out Burger and I didn't want to miss out on this memory with my family. So instead of like just sitting there while they ate hamburgers, I ordered my own hamburger and fries and ate it. And 
It was so good. I will say probably my favorite part was the bun like that. Their buns are amazing. And it was like toasted with butter and it's probably like the amazing gluten. Cause also I'm predominantly gluten-free. So I was all about the gluten and the meat that day. And it tasted so good. So evidently I missed out because I didn't get it animal style. I didn't know that that's what I should have done. But next time I go back, I will get it animal style. I put a picture up on Instagram and I didn't realize how passionate people were about hamburgers and especially in and out burgers and exactly how you're supposed to order them. But my whole point in telling this story is a couple of things. Um, I wanted to give my official review of in and out burger, which was really good and I liked it. But uh, also just encouraging you not to miss out on life's little moments because you're trying to be rigid with something else in your life. Like I used to be so probably a hand, like a couple of years ago, I would have been too rigid with my diet to let myself enjoy a moment like that with my family, which it wasn't like some crazy moment where it's just like this memory we'll never forget. But I mean, it was a good solid 20 minutes of us sitting around a table outside and everyone having a burger. And we were like doing cheers and, you know, taking videos and boomerangs. And it was just, it was just fun. And another thing I'll say, I did post that up on my Instagram page, which is at Radio Amy, but I was wearing our new dog mom hoodie in there, which I got a lot of comments about that too. A lot of comments about hamburgers, the best in town. Even if people didn't like In-N-Out, they were like, trying to tell me, Ooh, why'd you eat there? You should eat Whataburger in Texas. Well, I know I love Whataburger, but I wasn't in Texas. I was in California where they, where they have in and out burger. So wasn't trying to start a burger war, but there was also a lot of questions about my hoodie and what that was. And it is something that's awesome and new and we're super pumped about. And Mary and I started making them and we're obsessed because they have a paw print on the sleeve, uh, which is like a distinct way to know that it's ours. And sometimes people rip stuff off, rip stuff off, excuse me. And the dog mom stuff is supporting a, a dog shelter place here, rescue place here in Nashville called Proverbs 1210. And my friend Abby and Dan, Dan work is from Dan and Shay, but they both work with this um, rescue group a lot. And in fact, they just rescued their fourth dog. So shout out Dan and Abby. Uh, they're pretty awesome. But anyway, if you happen to be a dog mom, I know we had the cool mom stuff and that's what inspired us to do the dog mom is because there's a lot of you that were like, well, I'm not a mom to a kid, but I have a dog and I would love a dog mom. So ask and you shall receive dog mom stuff is up. If you want to check it out, it's at the shopford.com. And, um, so all that said, make sure you don't miss out on life's little moments. It may include you eating a burger, which you don't normally ever eat, but it'll be a lot of fun and your body will be fine. Like my body didn't freak out. I, I mean, I get, if you don't eat a lot of meat and then you eat meat, your body might freak out, but I didn't have an issue with that. But I mean, I guess what I'm saying is what a fear of mine in the past would have been is, oh my gosh, I ate gluten and a hamburger. I need to go work out or, um, you know, I'm going to gain weight. And there wasn't any of that. I didn't have any guilt. I was just in the moment and it was amazing and it was good family time. And I encourage you to make sure that you're doing little moments like that with your family. And let's see, what are we going to talk about today? I've got Kim Anderson on. She's talking about perfectionism. So I don't really struggle with perfectionism per se. I mean, I have certain things where, I mean, I want it to be just right, but I, I'm not like someone that every single thing has to be so perfect. And Kim was on last week talking about the power of saying no and creating boundaries. So now she's going to talk perfectionism and she's a licensed therapist, a certified life coach. Um, she's a speaker. It's pretty cool. She does have a book coming out that you can pre-order. It's called unstuck and that's at kimanderson.life if you want to check that out. And then her podcast is called Coming Unglued, and that's comingunglued.org if you're interested in that as well. So uh, we, we're going to talk about like progress instead of perfection. So how we can all take little steps, because although I'm not a perfectionist per se, I do have areas where I probably too, put too much pressure on myself and I could probably focus on progress instead of perfection. Then also I've got a little inspirational quote for y'all that I saw on Twitter that helped change my day. 
and where my day was headed. So I was like, "Mm, I definitely need to share this because there is definitely someone else out there that needs to hear it. And then Enneagram Hunter is back, Hunter Mobley. And I was going to have Eddie on. I think I had even teased that in the Q&A episode on Tuesday because I was supposed to sit down with him and talk about how he's a foster parent. We're going to talk foster care because Eddie and his wife, they just uh, took in uh, two little boys and added to their family. So now he's got four kids. And some of you were curious like how they decided to foster and what that process looked like. So I thought I'd bring him on to talk about it. Well, we were supposed to record it and Eddie's eye like got swollen shut. Like, I don't, I don't still don't really know the exact result, but the doctor was saying maybe it was allergies, but he kind of looked like Will Smith on Hitch, where his eyes just like really puffy and swollen. And I don't even know. So had to, um, call an audible and put in an interview that I have with uh, Hunter Mobley. He's awesome. He ended up coming up here and we recorded a few things for the coming weeks. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Enneagram. He's come on previous episodes before. This time we'll talk about the wings, which, you know, the Enneagram is just a personality tool, but all of us, you've got your core number and you have wings um, that also a part of your number. So we're going to talk about that. And then the benefits of hot showers. We've talked about the benefits of taking a cold shower, but there, I'm not saying like, okay, I think some of you are like, oh, wow, I only need to be taking freezing cold showers, but no, all kinds of showers are healthy, but really a hot shower could be a remedy to, um, trouble sleeping or getting rid of menstrual cramps or headaches and stuff like that. So we'll go over when maybe the right time to take a hot shower because your body could really benefit from it. So that is what we're going to talk about. Definitely just rambled for eight minutes. If you're still with me, hopefully, hopefully you'll enjoy today's episode and what is to come. First thing, that's right. So I've got Kim Anderson back and she was on last week's episode talking about the power of no. And I told her she's going to be back for a series of stuff. So if you missed that one, definitely go back and check out the podcast from last Thursday. And Today, we're going to talk about perfectionism. Is that, I mean, yes. I, I, I personally don't struggle with being a perfectionist <laughs> or perfection. So, yeah. but I know so many people do. Again, I know I talked about my sister in the last one being a yes person, but she's also struggles with perfectionism in certain areas, not yeah. in all. Yeah. I would say a lot of times too, it's not even necessarily like perfectionism, like with what what she has going on. It's just everything she puts out there. She wants yes. people to think is perfect. Right. right. And yeah. so long, you know, she definitely had me fooled. Like I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, she's the type of person where if she, if her, she measured her couch mm-hmm. and her curtains from mm-hmm. the wall, like, yeah. and made sure it was like even on each side. Like I eyeball, I'm like, oh, okay, it looks good. It'll but work. like if, if, if someone would open or close her curtains and it would mess up wherever it would, you know, if she opened them back up, she would make sure it measured right in the right spot yep. before she walked away. Yep. Like there's a right way and a wrong way to do right. right. But then she also, everything is about um, with sister, if you're living, listening to this, like, I love you. I'm just using you as an example because that's one time I think I texted her, like, I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. And she replied back. She goes, you're going crazy. She's like, did you just measure your, measure your curtains from the couch to make sure they were back in the same position? And I was like, oh no, Never. I didn't. Who would do that? That's, yeah. that's psychotic. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, that's what I just did. And I'm like, sure. okay. So, but we are different in ways where sometimes I wish some of she would take some of that and like, apply that to taking time for herself. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's what other people think or what other people need and saying yes to them. And mm-hmm. she got four kids. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, go, have you gotten, have you gone to do anything for yes. yourself? Yeah. So self-care, self-care which I think is, is something huge that we're about on this podcast, but I don't know what that has to do with necessarily being a perfectionist, but I guess she's, I feel like she's so busy on other things that she doesn't take time for her self. So, um, what is the deal with perfection and people that struggle with that being a major, a major issue? Yeah. Like a stumbling block. Well, and perfectionism can look different for everybody, right? And we, um, there are people like that, like our daughter, uh, Kyla is, you know, she came out of the womb, extremely organized. She sorted her socks. She had the books on her shelf stack just right. Like everything from day one, I'm exaggerating, but, um, but for her, it's the way she likes to live life. She likes to be organized. And maybe it sounds like it's that for your sister a little bit. Yes. But what we want to look for and notice is when perfectionism becomes an idol. Okay. Because when it becomes an idol, it keeps us stuck. 
and it keeps us from living freely, from living our best lives, um, from stepping out and taking risks and really having opportunities to grow. Right. Okay. So I just thought of another example for my sister about how we're different, but I'm trying to think like, there's none of me, there's no part of me. I feel like that's a perfectionist, um, like Christmas presents. Mm -hmm. She wraps them all matching and perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's impressive. Mm -hmm. I almost have like envy when I go to her house and her tree and her everything. And my tree is a hot mess. My Christmas tree's still up by the way. (laughs) <laughs> it's May like yeah confession I love it and my I'm like barely I'm like wrapping stuff it doesn't yeah. really match there's no right. theme it's right. wrapped horribly and that's okay I know but right? that makes me it makes me feel like ugh. yeah so maybe we need to do yeah. another well, thing later chapter on comparison okay in my book Compa- okay then <laughs> well we'll cover comparison next time okay. you come on okay because I I'm like oh because I'm not the perfectionist right. one now I'm like thinking of all the things my sister does perfect yes. and organized and so like then I'm right. like, why didn't I get that gene? Yeah, but it's okay because you're made to be you, okay. right? And Thank so you. we don't want to compare to her. And then the question becomes, is it working for you and is it working for her? And yeah. so if it's working for her, that's great. But again, if it stops her from achieving goals she wants or... Um, and so that's what can happen sometimes yeah. with perfectionists. Right. Well, what happens with perfectionism is we start to look for love um, in our performances, right? So... Like, like we can associate love being conditional upon uh, maybe the grades we got growing up, the college that we went to, the job that we got, um, our, you know, I have a high schooler right now going through ACT scores, those types of things. And so if we're looking, if our perfection is keeping us in bondage because we're able to look and go, look, we made the mark. Um, we're always going to fall short, right? Because the bar can always move. And as perfectionists know, the bar moves, right? So you, okay, you get that um, perfect score on your ACT. Uh, well, that's great, but it wasn't quite, or let's say you get a 35. I got a 35 on my ACT. Well, that's amazing, but it wasn't enough. I could have gotten a 36. Oh, yeah. Right? That's mm-hmm. where it sat. Whereas I would be like, whoa, you got a 35. Like, I high know. five, like, celebrate. Right. Like, that's a number I never saw in my yeah, life. Yeah. So. No. Absolutely. And so, you know, we just, we want to be aware of it because, you know, perfectionism really gets in the way of our confidence and it gets in the way it causes anxiety, right? So perfectionism leads to anxiety. And again, I'm talking about toxic perfectionism. There are a lot of perfectionists out there right now that would be going, well, it works for me and my life is running smoothly and I've got my grocery list made out and I know what aisle to shop in every time I go. Um, And that's great. We're talking about toxic perfectionism. Okay. Well, so there, I would like to, uh, say something to my sister. Yes. Christy, I do not, I don't think you're toxic. No, no. Now that I'm hearing this, I think she's just a perfectionist in certain areas, but not toxic, but I feel like it must be a pretty heavy weight on someone's shoulders if they are living, living with toxic perfectionism. Right. Right. Well, they come in to my office with anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. and they can't figure out why. Yeah. And it's because they've kept themselves in this prison, this mindset prison of perfection, and they can never quite get there. Yeah. Nothing's ever quite enough. And so what do you say to someone that is coming to you with that? Mm -hmm. Nothing ever is enough Mm -hmm. mentality. Yeah. So I say to them, you know, let's reset the mindset and, you know, you got a 35 on your ACT. Um, is that not enough? Right. We've got to look through truth and evidence to figure out what is getting in the way of, um, meeting and being proud of where you are. Right. Like, why can't you see that a 35 is amazing? Right, right. And a lot of times it's just embracing and it's really looking failure in the face because when we're perfectionistic, it's because we are trying so hard to not feel the pain of failure. Yeah. And failure is part of life, right? Falling is part of life. When we teach our kids to ride bikes, they fall we're there, we help them get back up. And then they learn, it's okay to fall. I can do this. And so instead of walking this tightrope of perfection, where they're just saying, okay, I just need to be right on this line. And if I tilt to the right or to the left, then something's wrong with me. I've messed up. I'm a mistake. I'm going to sit in shame. Instead, they're able to get off that tightrope and be free. Right. So you would also, you'd get my sister to a place where she wouldn't feel like she had to measure the curtains every mm-hmm. time. Because, mm-hmm. like, really, who's if you're resetting her mindset? Like, yes, 
why is it important yes. for the curtains to be two inches from the couch? Yes, and we do a lot of digging and digging and digging, right? Because that's coming from somewhere. It's mm-hmm. coming from a voice or a lie in the past that said, in order, and I'm not putting this on your sister, I'm just saying in general, right? If someone <laughs> She's comes, fine. <laughs> if someone comes in with that mindset, they're really trying to hold on now to not feeling that feeling that they felt back then. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would think my sisters maybe came, and this is, I'm not speaking for her, and I don't know why I didn't have this, but I think it was the age in which mm-hmm. my dad left. Like I was younger, so certain things didn't, yeah. uh, my brain wasn't fully there. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't really understand exactly what was happening. I was about eight, mm-hmm. where she was like almost 12, 13, mm-hmm. she was like yeah. a, a teenager. Right. Then, so then she was kind of like, okay, I'm going to do, try to be perfect so that he'll want to come home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't remember having that as a kid. Cause again, I was younger, Right. but she, I feel like maybe that yeah. could have played a role yeah. because she's like, okay, well, if I do little things mm-hmm. that then maybe, mm-hmm. right. Maybe I won't feel this pain, this pain of rejection, this mm-hmm. pain of hurt, this pain of longing. And then it eventually just starts to seep into other things yes. like curtains right. and couches. Right. Yeah. And cute Christmas tree wrapping mm-hmm. paper. Absolutely. <laughs> just kidding, Christy. That part I'm just really jealous of. I'm real, I want people to come over to my house at Christmas time. I think time. we need to send you some cute uh, matching wrapping paper this year for Christmas. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, what's next after that, after mm-hmm. resetting the mindset? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and try, which I think sometimes is just really stepping back and asking yourself like, why? Why? Yeah, it is. It's this deep why. And in all honesty, I joke, um, I've given myself a non-clinical diagnosis of RMD and that I've, I've diagnosed it relationship management disorder. So it's not in the DSM, which is our clinical diagnostic book, um, but it is evidenced in my desire uh, my whole life to manage relationships. And so perfection shows up for me. I'm like you, like I do not, I mean, if anybody comes over to my house, there are things stuffed in the closets, don't open them. Um, I actually still have Christmas stuff up in my bonus room that I haven't put away. Oh, mine's so right when alone. you walk in. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, but if I've put my foot in my mouth, if I have um, accidentally offended somebody, that's where my perfectionism kicks in. And I will lose sleep literally until I have resolved it. And so, again, if I was to self-reflect, it's like, why? You know, um, what's going on underneath that keeps me feeling like I've got to manage other people's feelings? Mm-hmm. And so we just have to do the work, right? But if it's showing up in this perfectionistic way of um, of kind of running our lives inefficiently and, and ineffectively, uh, it's time. It's time to just stop and look at, you know, at what cost is perfectionism serving me? Is it getting me where I need to go? And guess what? A lot of times perfect, perfectionists will say, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because look at how Just well I'm look doing. at my wrapped Christmas presents that all match. Right. right? Or look at my amazing career yeah. and yeah. look where I am mm-hmm. and what all I'm able to do. Well, and some of it goes back to personalities and temperaments. And if you look at, you know, if people are familiar with the Myers-Briggs or the DISC, um, the melancholy, uh, the C on the DISC all have those Uh, more perfectionistic uh, temperaments. And again, we're created in different ways and that can be a gift. Um, Imagine if you and I were running the world, you know, we would still have Christmas trees up all year round. The world would be a hot mess. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, not for you, but yeah, yeah, no, I I think, yeah, we are all created um, in our own Mm -hmm. unique way, which is hard for us to accept them sometimes, but that's where we have the strengths and the weaknesses. Yes. Yes. And the yin and the yang and yes. like how we can like it make it all better because mm-hmm. one person has something to offer that the other doesn't. Yes. And then it makes a better team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, if perfectionism is serving you, great, right? I need people like that in my life. I'll probably hire you someday to help run my world. <laughs> yeah. But if it is leaving you feeling anxious or depressed then it's time to look at it, right? And so we need to give up people-pleasing and worrying about what people think. That would be under my relationship management diagnosis. Oh, I have that under mine for sure. Yeah. I worry, um, again, not a perfectionist, but I worry a lot about what people think. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And when we can stare it in the face, it loses its power, right? And so um, that's something definitely to embrace. And then just looking at failure and, and, and um accepting failure, right? Because that's where our biggest lessons are. Our biggest life lessons come from messing up. 
Yeah. I think that it's funny that, so Bobby Bones, the host mm-hmm. of my morning show is the one on the Enneagram and he's a perfectionist, but he also just wrote a New York times bestseller yeah. called fail until you don't. Okay. And it is all about failing. But I think that's something that he has, even in his perfectionistic, nothing is good enough ways. Yeah. He has realized that failure is necessary. Yeah. It's where so, we learn, mm-hmm. right? It's where we grow. Again, think about babies that are learning to walk. We don't just all of a sudden grow one day and go, you know what? I'm just going to walk, right? We learn because we fall and then we get back up. When we fall and we get back up. But the the research shows that people who embrace grit or who um, are willing to take those risks are the ones who are more successful in life holistically, right? And so Carol Dweck um, wrote a wonderful book called Mindset, and she just talks about this idea of not yet, right? So I may not have reached my goal. Um, Instead of that, I'm not, I'm a failure, right? Which is what our negative self-talk might try to say. It's not yet. I'm just not there yet. yet. Okay. And it's so freeing, right? It's so freeing to know, there's still opportunities. There's still possibilities. Um, and so capturing our, our self-talk is imperative and really just giving ourselves mercy because guess what? You get to mess up and so do I, right? You mm-hmm. get to be human and I get to be human. And somehow I think it's social media, you know, I mean, I don't know what it is, but we'll it have feels- to touch on that when you come back to talk comparison. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, we're living in this world right now where we look around and we feel like everybody's lives are perfect and they're not Right. And so um, just accepting that we all get to be human and let's focus on who we're becoming, not who we are or the mistakes that we've made. Love it. Okay. When you mentioned, I know I mentioned Bobby's book and then you mentioned the, what was her book again? Just uh, so that, Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck. Uh, it's called Mindset. Mindset. Okay. Book. So I just wanted to make sure people got that in case they're curious about it. And then you also have a book coming yes. up, right? Yes, I do. It's okay. coming out soon and you can pre-order copies on my website right now, but it's um, called Unstuck letting go of the myths keeping you from who you're created to be. Oh, I and, love that. Yes. And then uh, it's kimanderson.life. Yep. So yep. really easy website. Yeah. Not .com, .life. .life. Kimanderson.life. Well, thank you for coming on again to talk perfectionism this week. Again, last week was the power of saying no. And then why don't we do, we'll do the, we'll do comparison coming up okay. next week since that kind of seems the natural flow, but she's going to be on the next uh, several episodes. So thank you, Kim. And again, y'all check her out on Instagram. It's Kim underscore Anderson underscore life. So for this thing, I've got a motivational quote that I saw on Twitter that I needed to see. The moment I saw this on Twitter, I was like, I needed that. I needed it for my day because it was a day that was just hectic and crazy. And I was like, you know what? This is a good, simple quote that maybe someone listening to my podcast needs to hear. So the quote said, either run the day or the day runs you. And it's from Jim Ron. And honestly, didn't know who Jim Ron was. So I Googled him and turns out he's like an entrepreneur, an author, motivational speaker, mentor to Tony Robbins. So definitely legit knows what he's talking about. He's since passed away, I think in 2009. But anyway, great quote, because really you have to be in charge of the day. You've got to make uh, you know, a plan of action to make the day flow because time gets away from us so quickly. So if we don't manage it, then we're not going to be productive. And I especially have to be on my game when it comes to this, because I have so many distractions and I'm a person that is easily distracted. Oh, for sure. One, 100%. Some of that's my ADD. Some of that's just like the way that I've allowed myself to be, but I know I can control it. And yeah, It's just a day where I was just all over the place and my day was running me. I was not running the day. So I saw that quote and it helped me turn it around. So either run the day or the day runs you. So get in charge of it, get ahead of it, wake up with a plan, stick to it. You know, we're not going to all have perfect days, but hopefully that resonates with somebody listening right now. And then when um, I saw this little quote on Reese Witherspoon's Instagram, I thought, well, this is kind of motivational speaker-ish. And since Jim Ron's a motivational speaker, I thought I would tie it into this, but it's something that she put up actually a couple of weeks ago. And I remembered seeing it. And when I 
thought about doing this as a little segment, I went back and found it. And here's what Reese had posted. And it's actually a repost from Jen Dezira or Jen D Zira. Sorry, I don't know how to say that person's name, but J-E-N-D-Z-I-U-R-A, if you want to go follow her. But this is what was on Reese Witherspoon's page. My three-year-old said she wanted to be an astronaut. And I said she had to study hard, go to college, learn a lot of science, and take a physical fitness test. And she shrugged and said, that's just four things. So she's basically a nonchalant motivational speaker. So sometimes we can, yeah, look at things and it seems like a lot and it's so overwhelming. But from this cute little three-year-old nonchalant motivational speaker, it's like, huh, what? don't, it's all good. It's just four things. Get it done. So yeah, if you want to be an astronaut, just get it done, which I mean, I'm not trying to be an astronaut up in here. I'm just trying to like get through some of the days, not nearly as hard as trying to be an astronaut. But now I like that. I want to have that three-year-old attitude. Like, yeah, I have a full day of stuff to do, but really at the end of the day, if I break it down, it's like, ah, no big deal. I can knock all this out. So hopefully those two little things, um, you know, will help you guys with your day, your week, or whatever might be going on in your life right now as you listen to this. Or maybe this will be something that you, you know, keep in your pocket and pull out later if you need it. But I'll end again with Jim Ron's quote, either run the day or the day runs you. Boom. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you gotta do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're gonna get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, Hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their essential for women, 18 plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega three DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption 
of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Here we go. On last week's episode, I played or shared with everyone the Enneagram songs. I kind of played one in the background, but really there's this group that wrote a song for each number. And when people hear the number, if it's their number, they're supposed to feel connected, get emotional. So I'm excited to have Hunter Mobley back in. He's at Enneagram Hunter on Instagram because I didn't know how he felt about these songs. And he's my like Nashville go-to Enneagram expert. And so now you're, you're here. I didn't, I didn't know for sure you were going to actually be here this episode, but it's perfect timing because now I can ask you what you think about those songs. I think they're so good. Sleeping at last is the group and they really do speak to you. I think people tell me all the time that they listen to the song associated with their number and that it moves them in some way. Um, I've heard several twos particularly say it kind of moved them to, to just feel a lot and tears even. So I think they're great. It's a great entry point to the Enneagram too. Oh, well, okay, good. I feel better yeah, about making yeah, that good, a thing that's a good promo. I like on it. the podcast because, you know, when I'm making a thing, I also feel like sometimes I have to mm-hmm. say a disclaimer, like, especially about the health stuff or like, I'm not a doctor or I'm not a medical expert. Like I'm just giving people yeah. things and I'm not an Enneagram expert either. So I kind of just threw that up there because I thought it was, right. I thought it was yeah, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it has the hunter Stamp, yes, of approval. stamp of approval. So, and before we came on and started recording, Hunter and I were actually talking about Reese Witherspoon because he, I'm, I'm like obsessed with Reese Witherspoon. She's and the patron yes, saint of Nashville. I know. And I follow her on Instagram. I love all of her movies. In fact, in the last thing before this, I pulled something from her Instagram to quote. And anyway, Hunter and I were just talking about yeah. it and he was like, well, you know, I think I know what number I she know, is on I really, the Enneagram. <laughs> right. You know, of course, you're not supposed to type anybody, but I, I would love to have an Enneagram conversation someday with Reese Witherspoon because there was a news article that showed up a couple of years ago that I just came across my news feed and it said Reese Witherspoon feels fear in her life every day. And I read the article and she had some interesting language about how fear kind of sits on her shoulder like a companion that she can almost have a conversation with and that is present with her all day. And I would love to just ask if if she resonates with Enneagram 6 because I find in my teachings that a lot of sixes describe fear in that personified way where they'll almost describe fear as like a companion that sits with them, doesn't immobilize them, but it's just kind of something that's always there that they learn intuitively to manage. And so I just, I think that's just great. I loved reading that and just one day, hopefully maybe we can talk to Reese about the Well, Enneagram. I mean, it makes sense if she's a six. I have some really awesome people in my life that are sixes. Right. And, they they know, hold the world together. It's so funny when you start to really, if you're listening and you're new and you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes with Hunter and the Enneagram and you're like, what the heck is the Enneagram? Hunter, give that quick short thing of what the Enneagram is. Yep. The Enneagram is a personality tool that describes motivations and helps you just figure out how to be a healthier version of you. Boom. So it'll help you in relationships like, you know, 
your and in your yes. home or at work or friendships, whatever. But you know, when you start to dig into some of the numbers and then, you know, you're not supposed to pin people what they are, right. but then you talk to people and you're like, Oh wow. Like I told a friend the other day, I was like, I think you might be an eight. <laughs> and she got offended. She's like, I'm not an eight. I'm not an eight. Like I can't be an eight, but eights are like challengers. Sure, and she was challenging yeah. me on calling her right, an eight. Right. So I was like, I don't know. That's kind of, you acted like an eight. Right. So Usually uh, the best clue to your Enneagram type is the one that stings the most. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, it does. So you kind of have to, but you can't take every single characteristic right. and apply it to yourself. No, no. And, and, and you can't just focus on the negatives. You have to focus exactly. on the strengths that you can offer. Exactly. There's no good or bad numbers, right? They all have blessings and curses. We've all got strengths and weaknesses. And so when you hear the Enneagram taught, if, if your listeners are reading a book about it or listening to it taught, usually you're talking kind of middle of the road, average space. And so you're going to hear your number be taught with middle of the road, average behavior. And you just got to know that there's ways of being healthier than that. And there's ways of being less healthy than that. Right. And something that happens with people and their numbers is there's wings. Yes. So, you know, you, you, you have a number. Yes. You have like, a number like Hunter. He's a two. Mm -hmm. So what, what are, what are a two's wings? Yes. So, so a wing is the number just on either side of your number. So I'm a two, which means that the wings are one and three. So it's just, you know, you're three and the wings are two and four. Um, so it, what wings are is they give us a little bit of information about why as a two, I might see a lot of stuff that shows up in my personality that looks like three stuff, or I might see a lot of stuff that looks like one stuff. So what causes a person to dip into their wings? So the, the news about wings are wings are not something that you need to worry about taking on or going and getting one of your wings. They're just something that is. You just pay attention to wings. Wings just inform you as to why your behavior looks a little bit sometimes like the behavior on either side of you. And here's, here's most of the Enneagram wisdom says in the first half of life, you start life with one of your two wings where oh. one of them is kind of dominant. It's kind of big. You see, you see maybe sometimes almost as much of it showing up as your core number. But in the second half of life, most Enneagram wisdom says you add the second wing in. And so that towards the end of life, you're kind of more balanced. You're sort of have access to your core number. And then you see some things showing up from the numbers on either side of you. And so, you know, first half of life, second half of life is usually not about age. Most of the time it's about trauma and kind of just what life experiences have sort of woken us up to transformation and awareness of pain and all that. But so what I always say with wings is don't worry about going and getting a wing. If I'm a two, I don't need to say, well, I'm working on my three wing or I'm working on my one wing. You just let wings inform you so that you kind of know what's going on when I, when I'm a two and I see some one stuff show up or I see some three stuff. Well, give an show example, up. since you're, well, you're very in tune with your number yeah. and yourself, like as a two, yes, something that's a characteristic of that. And then when you know, a three characteristic has popped up in a one, can yeah. you give an example yeah, of that? Totally. So when, my three wing is kind of the biggest wing for me. So I'm a two. So sometimes you'll hear people say, I'm a two with a three wing. That's how I would identify two with a three wing. And what that means for me is I'm a two. I'm all about relationships. I'm all about kind of that present moment. You know, what's going on? What's in front of me? What do I need to respond to? But my three wing is what helps me plan. It's what helps me perform. It's what helps me teach. It's what helps me kind of push myself out onto the stage to be more of a public person without the three wing as a two, I might be a little bit more private. I might be a little bit more just kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship oriented and less oriented to perform or teach on a bigger platform. Mm -hmm. um, the one wing for twos, you know, ones are really organized Ones are a little bit more black and white oriented than twos are. You know, twos kind of hold space for a lot of different types of people. And they twos don't have very good boundaries. And they're kind of like, I'll love you. If you'll just love me, I'll do anything for you. With the one wing, twos can be a little bit more boundaried. And twos can kind of have a little bit more, this is good, this is bad, kind of black and white thinking. So... Um, that's kind of sometimes what a one wing will look like in a two or a three wing will look yeah. like in a two. I just wanted like an yeah. example so people could hear how the traits are yeah. different. Yeah. So, I mean, cause when I tested, which I did the, the written or the online test, yes. 
not written, but you know, the survey online. And I was like a four, but then also a three. And, but then when I talked it out with you, we determined I was a three. So I could be a three. Right. You might have a a big four wing, wing, for example. But then some of the two. Right. And, you know, my friend Kelly at Velvet's Edge, which she's come on the podcast for like, uh, fashion and beauty stuff. And she's a good friend of mine. Like she's definitely a two, but I can, now that you're describing the three and the one, I can see that in her too. Right. You see, so it's kind of another reason why you can say when you identify as your core number, I'm a two, you're a three. When you identify as that, it's another reason to make sense of why you also some moments see maybe a lot of four or maybe a lot of two. Or I might see kind of a lot of one showing up or a lot of three. Doesn't mean you know I'm what changing I struggle my with number. So bad, Hunter. Yeah. You know what I'm struggling with? Is what? under three. Uh-huh. Under three. It's like narcissist falls uh, under three. Well, that is really listen, hard to read when you're like, are you sure I'm under three? We've because all got nobody so wants much. to be. I mean, I don't know. Do I have narcissistic tendency, right. tendencies? Then you start questioning everything sure. that you're doing. And like, well, codependent falls under two. So we've all got kind of a well, way. I would rather which... be codependent than a narcissist. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Right. That might be the worst thing on the Instagram. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. I know. <laughs> it, it stings. Under traits, that one stings. Right. So that's why I'm like also quick to say, you know, not every, not every characteristic falls and, but, but then they say about narcissists is they don't, do narcissists, not that you're an expert in narcissism, but do they know that they're narcissists? Yeah. So, so usually no, you know, the, one of the hallmarks of narcissism is usually you don't know. And usually there's kind of a lack of empathy. Oh, so that's oh I have empathy. The, yes. I have, yeah, yeah. I have empathy. I feel empathy. Yes. I'm a feeler. That's so weird because aren't threes feelers? They're feelers. But the interesting hmm. thing about threes, so threes are, I feel a lot. Threes are feeling dominant and they're feeling repressed. So this is a whole nother thing. We'll okay. do one day, Amy, where okay. we're talking about thinking, feeling, and doing, but what it means for threes is it's like threes take in the world through feeling. But as soon as they take it in, they put that feeling away in a drawer. We call feelings to be dealt with later okay? because feelings can slow us down from meeting goals, from moving forward, from getting our day done. And so threes just kind of intuitively learn that feelings can slow you down. Feelings can get you off track from the other stuff you got to do. So feelings are intuitive to threes. You feel it, but then threes don't usually give themselves the space to just sit with the feeling and let the feeling have its effect on you. I you think put that it I'm away a three. Too I, I think I'm a three that like lets the feeling affect me. Well, and that, you know, and, <laughs> and then it messes with me the whole rest yeah. of my day or week or whatever. <laughs> and that's our goal. You know, our goal of course is to become really healthy in our numbers. So when we, when we say things like, you know, threes kind of put feelings away when we, when we walk toward transformation as threes, threes do sit with the feeling. But the, honestly, that's something I've had to work on too, because, um, and I felt like I always got this from my dad, but maybe it was just something yeah. else, but he was someone that always put stuff under the rug. Yeah. And we, I mean, he's like totally classic, like just brush it on the rug, deal with it later, right. act like it's not there. Yeah. So from that, I think I learned how to put stuff. I call it like putting it in my back pocket, mm-hmm. like deal with it later. Yes. So maybe that is some no, of that. And, 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 and it sounds yeah. like you've intuitively learned how to kind of because not I didn't do want to be like him. Right. I didn't want to. So I've I I try to address yeah. some of it. Yeah. Um. So and then with that, probably yeah, let because it later take never over comes, too much. Does yeah. it? I mean, that's no, the problem. Later may not ever. Later come. may not ever come. Right. And I really believe that. You really have to grieve in real time that grieving late um, doesn't ever actually move you through the whole grieving process. If you don't grieve it in real time, you really can't come back and pick that up later. So I think I think that's what all of our spirit, all of us, especially as twos, threes and fours that are in the feeling grouping, we kind of intuitively know feelings. We intuitively learn to manage feelings and we've got to learn how to make sure we're feeling in real time. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Hunter, for coming on to kind of talk about how there's numbers, but there's also wings. So if people are still trying to figure that out, um, there's another layer, which Hunter's going to come back on to talk some more stuff too. And if y'all ever have questions or topics, just send them in to the Q&A segment and I can reach out to Hunter and hopefully get a 
a solid, like educated answer <laughs> <laughs> from like someone that actually knows what they're talking about. And, uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about the Enneagram from you? People can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Enneagram Hunter. And you'll notice on both of those events, I, I have several events coming up in middle Tennessee and across the country throughout the year. So you can interact with me on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Love it. Well, thank you, Hunter. Thank you. Okay, we're going to do a quick little thing about hot showers because we did an episode on taking cold showers. And I think a lot of you were like, oh, shoot, am I supposed to just be showering on freezing cold all the time? Well, no, you can incorporate hot showers and feel really, really good about it because sometimes you just need that hot shower. And I really feel like you know, when I've got a lot of like tension in my shoulders, like nothing feels better than like standing under a hot shower and just having the hot water fall on my neck and shoulder area. And then I kind of even like will rub that area of my neck or my shoulders while the hot water's there. And I kind of get out of the shower feeling like a new person. I don't know if that's like a time marches on moment, but I just feel stiff all the time. And the hot shower just loosens me right up. So in a cold shower, like you kind of shock your system and you get out and kind of like amped and ready to go. I mean, that's what I use to help wake me up. But like, let's say you've got a lot of stress happening. Well, hot showers, again, since you're reducing like tension in your muscles, it'll help relax your entire body, leaving you feeling calm and fresh. So maybe after a long day, if you've got a lot of stress, you could take a hot shower to wind down or maybe even a hot bath, but we're talking showers. We've done a whole another episode on baths and how amazing they are for you, which, uh, I forgot how much I miss taking a bath. So we don't have a bath in our master bathroom. My kids bathroom upstairs is the only one with the bathtub. And before we got our two kids, I would just, you know, sneak up there because it was almost like I had an extra bathroom upstairs that nobody was in. But now that it's their bathroom, I feel weird about doing that. I've done it a couple of times, but it's it just doesn't feel the same. It's not as relaxing with all their kids stuff everywhere. But uh, we stayed with Mary this last weekend at her new house in California. She moved in and the guest room that my husband and I were in had a bathtub. And I think we were there three nights and two of the three nights I took a hot bath before bed and it felt so Amazing. I actually told my husband, I was like, if we ever move, I feel like I'm going to have to have a thing where our master bathroom has a bath. Like, I feel like that's just going to be something that I have on my list that I don't want to compromise on because I felt so amazing when I crawled in bed after my hot bath. So that's another thing that a hot shower can do if you want to do it like an hour before you're going to bed. It says the relaxation effect that hot water has on the body will actually help you sleep. So if you're trying to fight insomnia, boom, a hot shower can help with that. Maybe you could even like in a hot bath, I like, I like to do the essential oil, like lavender and Epsom salt or whatever, but you can even, if you're taking a hot shower, you can still put some essential oils on your shower floor and then it'll like, you know, still be in the steam and the shower with you, even if you're not taking a bath. So that might be something nice to add to your hot shower. And then when it's my time of the month and I've got really bad cramps, um, I will be laying on my shower floor with the water just beating down on my stomach and it helps me tremendously. Like it feels so good. And that's what, when I was doing some research, boom, right there, hot showers relieves menstrual cramps. Now cold showers can actually increase the intensity of cramps. So FYI, but hot showers, they reduce them because the hot water again, relaxes your muscles. So it's definitely an efficient, effective way to get some relief during, you know, that time of the month. And then Uh, fortunately I'm not someone that suffers from migraines, but I have friends that do and man, I just feel you. But if you happen to be listening to this and you deal with migraines and you haven't heard how hot showers can help, well, it says here that they can. And I know at that point you'll probably do anything to find any sort of relief. I've had a migraine twice in my life, one time in college and then once probably four or five years ago, maybe I know I was living in Nashville at the time, but Oh, the one in college, I couldn't even handle. I mean, that's just how powerful they are. And so I can't even imagine being someone that has to live with them, you know, daily, weekly. And again, I do have friends that that have to do that. And it's just crazy. So I'm sure you already know all the remedies or ways to try to get your body to get rid of the migraine. But it says here that hot showers can relieve migraines by aiding in the expansion of some blood vessels, ensuring proper blood flow. So 
there you go. If you've got, maybe you don't have a migraine, but you have a really bad headache and you're desperate to do whatever, try taking a hot shower. I don't know. Not a doctor here, just giving y'all little things to incorporate into your life to hopefully make you feel better. So whether it's a cold shower, a hot shower, a hot bath, or maybe, you know, you don't really like being clean at all or taking any sort of shower. I was reading some article that was saying that we should encourage our kids to like only bathe every couple of days. And I was like, what? No. I mean, I, my kids bathe every day and if they have a lot going on, sometimes like twice a day and me, I'm the weirdo that before I go to like a really sweaty workout class, like if I'm going to hot yoga and I know I'm going to be sweating like crazy, I will take a shower before yoga. Even if I showered that morning and maybe I just went to work or whatever, I just like going to a sweaty yoga class, super clean. That's sort of out of respect for the people around me too, which one time at hot yoga way back in the day when I first started doing Bikram in Austin, Texas, there was this guy in front of me. I have no idea if he took a shower before class. I'm going to go with it. Maybe he didn't because I get not a lot of people are like me. They probably don't shower before class, but it was so sweaty in there. We were doing this one move where his toe ended up sort of near my mat. Like his leg was in the air and his foot was hanging over my mat. And there was sweat dripping off his body. Well, the last time I had taken a sip out of my water bottle, I didn't put the lid back on because I don't know, maybe I was trying to be fast. I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't have the lid on and sweat from this guy's toe dripped perfectly right into my bottle bottled of water. So boom, I was not able to drink water the rest of class because I can get over the fact that his sweat from his foot dripped into my water bottle. So I have no idea how we got on that story, but I guess just taking showers and how many showers a day and what we do, our hygiene level, and even before a hot yoga class. Now I'm retracing how I got to that story, but are you, you feel me? See now, now I know that I personally shower in case my sweat were to drip into somebody's water bottle. Maybe they wouldn't have to feel gross about drinking it. Maybe. I don't know. That was definitely a gross moment. So cold shower, hot shower, whatever kind of shower you want to take, just make sure you're showering. Little PSA here. Namaste. Boom. That is a wrap on today's episode. A big thank you to Kim Anderson for coming on and Hunter Mobley. Love when my guests come on and share some of their wisdom. Hope y'all enjoy that and the other little tidbits from today's episode. Now's the time where I do the email shout out, which this one sort of has a question built into it. Sometimes the shout out's just like a quick email, but I thought I would address this because I feel like some of you may be overwhelmed with information um, like this email. And I do have the Q&A segment that I do on Tuesdays. It's the fifth thing. Um, so I will, this is sort of like a bonus thing too, where I'm going to be addressing a question and I don't have, you know, I, the, I don't think I have the best answer, but I'm going to try to answer this as best as I can. And this is an email I got, uh, from someone also named Amy. Here you go. Hey, Amy, I am 43 from New Jersey. I listen to the Bobby Bone Show. Love it. Listen when I travel to Hong Kong. I'm a big fan of your podcast and listen every week. Love the content and all the tips from life to health, beauty, fitness. I started following many of your Insta people, health, beauty, and all the things who are all amazing. But I also follow other trainers, foodies, health-minded people. And I have to say, as helpful as all the information is, I feel overwhelmed at times, confused, conflicted, and ultimately discouraged. It's so much information, LOL. I'm on a mission to achieve a healthy weight by working out, finding great recipes for meal prep, and overall wellness. How do you manage all the content and information from the people and influencers you follow? Thanks for all that you do. P.S. I tagged you in my dog mom post on Instagram. I love my crop sweatshirt. I love all the products from the shop forward, such quality products for great causes. Keep up the great work. Peace, love, health, and happiness. Amy. So Amy, shout out. Uh, thank you for the email. And I think that you sort of, something stuck out in your email that helped me maybe help answer this for you. But you said you're trying to achieve a healthy weight by working out finding great recipes for meal prep and overall wellness. So if there are people that you're following that aren't like a workout that works for you or recipes that work for you and meal prep that works for your lifestyle um, or your overall wellness, go ahead and just stop 
following them. Like if it's something that's not achievable or attainable, like there's some people that I had to quit following on Instagram because I, in the health world, because their job was to like, they were moms and kind of like doing it all. But sometimes you don't really know what all is going on behind the scenes and how much help they had. But I was started to feel overwhelmed and discouraged because I was like, I can't cook all these healthy meals all the time. I have no idea how it's happening. Like I can't create this. And although I was getting some good information from this person, it ended up being too much information and very stressful. And once I unfollowed them, uh, it was a little bit easier to breathe because what she was creating was not attainable for me health-wise, but part of her job, and I guess her role as an influencer on Instagram was to cook awesome meals all day long that were really great for her and her body. And, you know, she could meal prep like a boss. And like, I just personally couldn't do that. And it was discouraging. So that would be one little tip for you is maybe filter through some of the people that you've started to follow. Even if it's people I've suggested, I don't know what works for me may not work for you, but what you need to do is go, go, go ahead and do like a quick check and eliminate some of the people that may be adding that pressure to you or that confusion. So that way you don't feel left conflicted and discouraged because here's the thing with confliction. Like there's going to be like, I'll even have people on this podcast. that are going to give you conflicting information because one person may have experience with X, Y, and Z and their research may show this. And then the next person may say, no, 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 no. My research shows this, but that that's where I want to kind of give you all of the information and you can maybe even try it out and see what works for you. Like I've done the whole bulletproof coffee thing and for a while I was on that bandwagon, but the longer I was on it and I saw how my body was responding to that lifestyle, it did not work for me. Now it may work for somebody else. In fact, I know people that it works for. So I'll still have that information on this podcast so people can learn about the bulletproof coffee recipe and like that lifestyle and what it's about. But I will also say I tried it and it does not work for me. And I found some of that program to be very overwhelming and information overload, but you can never have too much information. I, I I don't think it's the information that you're opposed to. It's just sometimes maybe when the information doesn't all line up as the same, that it gets confusing because you're like, who do I believe? Who, do, who can I trust? What's going to help get me to my healthy weight? And really, ultimately, it's going to be trying out different things and figuring out what works best for you. And you don't want to be stressed out about it because stress will cause you to hold on to some weight too, or cause you to eat more when, especially if you're trying to lose weight, if you're stressed out about how you're going to lose the weight, you might eat more and then it's all counterproductive. So, um, you know, I know I can't really help exactly answer this question, but that is where I would start. Amy is to start like maybe seeing if you can eliminate some of the people that you follow to kind of lessen all the information. And then, um, next try stuff out for yourself that works for you just because it works for me or for somebody else or some other influencer online does not mean that that is the plan that's going to work for you, but you know what? You can give it a try see how you feel. And then if not move on to the next and just know that's okay, that that didn't work for you. Like I eat way more carbs now than I used to. And I was on a program once where it had me eating like no carbs and my body actually does well on carbs and I'm okay with it. And I give my body permission to have the carbs and it's great. Whereas somebody else might be like, I thrive on mostly protein, less carbs. Well, that's great for that person. So hopefully I can help bring people on and give you information that's not going to be too confusing. And the last thing I want to do is discourage you because you're overwhelmed. Um, But hopefully this is like at least a little bit of an answer to your question, Amy. And I really appreciate you listening and getting all into it and supporting and the ways that you have and emailing in. I love reading the emails from you guys. Um, But the last thing I want is for anyone to feel overwhelmed. And I know you weren't saying that was like from this podcast per se. It was from like all the things where you started following everything and even Instagram and online stuff. I I feel that way. But again, those are the things I have to do. Check who I'm following. What information am I getting? How much am I going to dive into that? And then also, have I tested out what's going to work for me and what's best for me? But I do know if you take care of your body and you continue to work out and you try to find awesome recipes and continue with that meal prep and overall wellness, like self-care is big, like your body will start to 
align and you'll feel better and you'll get to whatever healthy weight you need to be at. So good luck with that, Amy, and anybody else listening uh, who might be feeling the same exact way. Shout out to Mike D and Elizabeth and all the people that help make this podcast possible. Really appreciate it. Bobby and the Nashville Podcast Network. You can go check out other podcasts that are available too. There's a lot of a lot of good ones out there. I get it. Podcasts are everywhere. I'm shocked. If you're even listening to me talk at this very second, like I'm shocked you're still listening to me because there's so many podcasts to listen to. Not trying to discourage you from listening to me by any means, but I just know that there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of ways to consume things. So I really, really appreciate you um, listening to you know, what I have going on here at Four Things and with the Q&A, the fifth thing. And if you want to subscribe, that would be amazing. And rate and review, also amazing. So really appreciate it. Be kind to joy. Laugh a lot. Be kind to joy. Laugh a lot. Be cast up, roll, thing. Little food for your soul, thing. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.